Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're looking live at the Calamity Jones Hour. I'm Mandy Jones, and this is my husband, Glenn. Uh, he's usually next to me, uh, but he's not. He's the man behind the scenes, and he's actually not even behind the scenes. I'm running the board tonight myself. Um, the man works. The man works. Uh, he's tired like a human being. He works. So um, here we are, just me tonight. Sorry, Canna. Can't help it. Um, we have a very special guest with us tonight. You guys know him already, but we had technical difficulties the night he was here. Um, so we're really excited to have him back. Um, real quick, just a couple of housekeeping things. It is October 24th. This is our 10th episode. The gentleman that you're about to see tonight was also on the seventh episode. Um, I don't know if you, what you guys are doing for Halloween, but I'm having a costume and comedy extravaganza um it's once in a blue moon i don't know if you know this but 2020 uh, halloween night which is a saturday is going to be a blue moon for the first time in a really long time i'd have to google it to tell you how long exactly but um it's going to be nothing but fun um we've got a bunch of uh halloween themed things going on that are going to be surrounding the show you know we're going to have um halloween uh prizes for you know people who have the best costume everyone's got to wear a costume whether you're just coming to for the party or whether you are coming to perform all the co uh, all the comics will definitely be in costume so that'll be fun um just wanted to let you guys know that that is also no cover and open bar. All you need to do is RSVP to me, Mandy Jones. Um, you can find me anywhere online um, at Mandy Jones the Comedian, um, Instagram, anything like that. Um, that's where you should su subscribe to YouTube. Please share the show. Um, I think that's enough housekeeping, enough about me. Let's hear about you guys. Um, I want to bring on our fabulous, fabulous guest who's been was so patient during the technical difficulties. A very good friend of mine, um, Mr. Joey Petroni. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Nice to be back. Thank it's you. It's so great to have you back. Awesome. My mom like was like, get him back this hour, like this second, like the right when we were done. Right. I'm like, let him go to sleep. It let him see his family. <laughs> Yeah, it was echoing. I, I went home and I, I you know, it was, it was, it was a good, it was a great show, but it yeah. was a lot of echo. Yeah, exactly. And it, what, what I love is there are people that love my show right. and, and me and Bonnie and what we do, and they watched it, even with the horrible echo. Okay. And they stood, <laughs> they stood true, and um, I, I love that. I yeah. love that we've built this little family here because um, you're such a family-oriented guy I am I've become a family man you know yeah uh, well you have four kids I have three kids three kids three kids I, it can feel like ten at, at times I'm sure yes it could get crazy sometimes but. <laughs> and tell me again remind me uh, or the audience that doesn't know pretend I don't know okay uh, you have uh, you have a daughter I know at least a daughter I have two girls and a, and a, and a boy and so. what's the lineup what's the ages uh, and the and the ranking so my son just turned 18, and uh, he's at Nassau Community College. Okay. And then I have uh, a 15-year-old. Sweet 16 is coming up. Okay. 
And I have a 13-year-old who's at a Halloween party right now. Very nice. Now, yeah. what is what is um, Sweet 16? What does she what does she want I to don't do know. for that? With this uh, pandemic going on, I mean, we could have a backyard party. Okay. Know. Okay. Yeah, you're limited. But yeah, I wasn't invite, even thinking yeah, that. Less yeah, than 50 yeah. People. So everyone's getting gypped out of something with COVID. You know, everyone's yep. you know graduations and everything. Graduation. Dishing, yeah. You know, everything's a little different for everybody. His graduation was in the parking lot at Tobey. Oh, at the beach? At the beach. Okay, well, that's cool. At least they wouldn't have had it at the beach. Had, you know, so it's something to, you know, something you'll never forget. Right. You know, it's something that it was different. Completely you know? different. You know, yeah. it's kind of like a um, a blessing in disguise with some of the stuff. Like, I planted a garden. Oh, <laughs> you right. know, I wouldn't have done that, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, had yeah. I not been working home yep. and had time to, yep. you know, actually well, water the plants. Right. All the extra time. <laughs> you know, it was kind of nice. I know you and your daughter bike ride, bike ride. Ton, yeah I lost ton. about oh man I must have lost about uh, 20 pounds probably <laughs> yeah well you guys bike ride like far we do we go 16 miles and uh, from, from my house to Tobey is like 22 miles so yeah that's awesome and yeah. she wants to go like all the time right she wants to go every day after school she wants to go on the weekends and uh, my legs are killing me you know after 16 miles you have the next day she wants to do another 20 miles <laughs> I will walk with like a friend right. and like my legs, I'm like, was I running? Because like it burns. Like if you, for like an hour, if you walk, yep. like, you know, so I can only imagine like yep. not that like, I'm not saying you're old, but you're not 30 years old. No. <laughs> and my years. body hurts. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I can only imagine. It's crazy, you know, but, but it's uh, good. That's what keeps you young, right? It keeps you young, keeps your head straight, you know, during this pandemic and stuff like that. Uh, gets you out, gets you fresh air, gets you some sunshine. You know, yeah, it keeps, yeah. It keeps me out of trouble. And she'll never <laughs> forget, you know, my dad would ride bikes with yeah. me every time I asked him, you know. The, the, you know? the new like, thing is we're feeding ducks and, uh, you know. It's kind so of, now you have bread in a backpack as yeah, you're riding? It, it's, it's kind of embarrassing when <laughs> now you, it's getting out of hand. you're standing there feeding ducks. But uh, we used to do that when I was a kid, too, used to feed the ducks. So. Yeah. So, uh, pass yeah. down the tradition. You know? Exactly, exactly. And then we go home, my wife's making duck. <laughs> no, but... Uh, yeah, you know, we, we get out, we spend some father-daughter time together. As far as a Sweet 16, uh, you know, whatever money I would spend on a Sweet 16, maybe I'll just get her something, you know, maybe go on a trip somewhere or something. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, and that's and that's cool, too. Like, I didn't have a big wedding, but, right. like, I feel like I bought my truck with that money, and I feel like, you know, like, yeah. we throw, um, you know, the... the uh, the open bar and right. I have some money in the kitty that right. I didn't spend, you know, right. on this big extravagant wedding, right. you know, so it's, it's over you, in four hours and then, then what, you know? Right. Right. So there's all these different ways to, there's looking at the bright side of life is definitely a big, a big way of, uh, you know, I, it's something I struggle with, but I try, I try to look on the bright side of things so right. for the silver lining right. because when you, you know, you say, oh, this sucks, but it's like, yeah, but if that didn't happen, we might have died. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we might, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't know what would have happened, you know, it could have been so much worse, you know. You, you always have to think positive, you know. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. You so know. when you wake up in the morning, you could go that way or that way, and, um, you know, sometimes I go right down the middle. Yeah, but, you know. I mean, I'm not, like, a morning person. Like, I have trouble, like, getting to work on time and, okay. like, and, like motivating to get to work, you know. But mm -hmm. once I'm in a, like, I, I, it really is a decision to get 
to be in a good mood, but it's hard sometimes. It is, you know, especially when you're married and your wife's putting you down all day, you know. <laughs> well, you, you know, could have loaded the dishwasher. Well, yeah. the thing, the thing about it that's hard is yeah. something that spoke really true to me one time was one of my friends. She said that she could not be to her spouse. She could not speak lovingly to her spouse. She said because I wasn't even speaking lovingly to myself. Right. She said I was treating myself like shit. Right. That I couldn't even treat her well right and she said it took till you know you know she left her and it was therapy and all this uh, you know uh, you know a long time after but i for her to see that and to be able to say that that rang true to me because i'm a married person and it's true when you're down on yourself it's like fuck you too like yeah, i yeah, you know yeah. fuck me fuck you fuck every person you, on this right. fucking planet you, every, yeah. like, you know everybody sucks yeah, you know you what do you want me down, to tell man. you you know when someone they start start telling you about how you know how some schmuck pissed them off at work yeah. and it's like they bring that home with them man right you know? right and then you're like well i well, i don't want to hear about it yep. you know it's thanks for telling me about fucking that you yeah. know so it's I, it's really hard like me and me and him try to have a plan try to have a um a, a, a rule where you only speak positive if you have something good to say about work right you know somebody right. complimented you or you feel good about something or you got something accomplished yep. that was good you could do that but like it's or else we just both start because it's funny because I dispatch people at work okay. like at, and then he is a technician okay. so we both see the other side of the coin so we actually both probably help the other people do their job better because we see the other side right. of it you, you know both sides, yeah. but I also like I know what he what he what I hear from what goes on in the job site and I'm like I know they take advantage yeah. sometimes yeah. you know and then or there are things that just can't be done because you know, actual physical constraints right. <laughs> versus just, you know, mental, uh, <laughs> mental limitations, you know. So I don't know. You can't it's, bring negative energy into your house. Man, yeah. You know? It's so, just so hard. That's, yeah. That's the bottom line. Yeah. You know, um, leave it at the door. Yeah. Cause like, you know, like I, I break my ass all day at home doing, you know, doing stuff around the house outside, doing all the men's work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I wake up in the morning and she's all pissed off because the dishes are still in the sink. She's like, you could have put the dishwasher on, you know. Right, right. And now we're trying to make pancakes and we can't even get a fork, you know, so that kind of crap. Right, right. But, yeah, you know, no. Stupid I, stuff, man. Right, yeah. no, but I, I agree and I, it's, it's because I, I'm the same way. It's like, okay, all the inside stuff is Mandy's work. And I understand that. I am, I am very much am traditional because I can't clean the gutters. Right. <laughs> I can't fucking, I'm not the one that is shoveling snow. I'm not the, you know, so we, and he's, he handles all the like books and like the, fi like he's got the, the, the money brain. Right, like, so right. he's like, I trust him with that yeah, shit, yeah. you know, he's got us on lock with that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when it comes to, like, what I can contribute, but what's, sometimes you just get tired, and it's just hard, you know, you're just done, too, because yes. I do work. It's yeah. not that I sit home all day, right. you know, and, and, and still want him to be doing the dishes. It's, you know, it's it's just, it's it's hard, you know, and it's all about compromise and communication. So, right. yeah, it's. It's definitely, you're right in that you just have to keep positive because it's not, Yeah, in a, in a, in a, it's a spiral. In a world of negativity, man, you got to find the positives, you know, and, uh, you you know, life is short, you know, you want to sit around being miserable, go ahead, but I ain't going to sit in the same room with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that. You, know, uh, I'm not gonna, you gotta, you know, you're, if you're an adult and you can't choose to think positive, then, you know, you're on your own. So anyway.
No, we do good though. I'm, we're happily married. Twenty years, you know. We're yeah, married, so yeah. Well, it's, that's, it's all that's good. a long time. That's but a really long time that, to be together. Yeah, you know. And you know, she had me. She made me wear a mask around the house in the, the beginning of this pandemic. I'm yeah, like, yeah. In the house, she's yeah. like, you know, and she wouldn't let me sleep in the same room if I didn't wear a mask. Yeah. So I'm waking up at like you know four o'clock in the morning, choking on a freaking mask. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's so like it was. She's paranoid in that way. Right, you know? right, right. And so, it's for your safety, her safety, it's for the kids' safety. Yeah, you she, know, it's, it's just like a, She's like, you're out landscaping all day, you know, you're out talking to people, I don't know where you've been, then you're coming home, you know. Yeah. You know, I, you know, you're bringing germs in the house. So I gotta take, I gotta go in the back of the house, take all my clothes off, go in the downstairs uh, shower, you know, and then put a mask on the rest of the night, you know. Yeah. So, and if, with lack of oxygen to your brain, yeah, you get not, pretty short, short-tempered, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's not really good. So, yeah, and nobody else has to wear a mask because nobody else is leaving the house, you know, so. Right, right. I'm I'm the only one in the house. Yeah, I'm sad. You're like being punished in the doghouse, the guy who was a breadwinner. Yeah, and then when the mailman comes, she sends me out to get the mail, you know, because I'm the only one that's wearing (laughs) the mask. Because you're already exposed to the virus. And then uh, food shopping. I had to do do all that crap. Yeah. So so is she is she getting okay with that now? Yeah, it's getting better now. You know, like you gotta you gotta start living. Yeah. Like what my dad said to me as soon as this shit happened, he was like, "You can get hit by a car tomorrow." Right. Like you have to live your life. You can fall down your stairs. Yeah. You can fall down your stairs. Exactly. Life is fucking short, and you have to really cherish it. Yep. Um. Let's just real quick. Um. Nancy Weens is. Saying hello to us. Robin DeVito is here. David L- Lange. Lange, not Range, or, or Lange. Okay. Lange. Colonel Lange. Um, just to know, it's an interactive show. These guys, a lot of these people tune in. Bruno, I see you up there. Um, a lot of them tune into uh, the Wildflowers. So if you guys have any questions for Joey. That's uh, funny. You don't, you don't see any, you know, I, I tell everybody the links and you don't see any of my friends on there. It shows you the support I get, Did right? you, did you share it? Oh, Ashley Keon. Ashley, how you doing, girl? Um, yes. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'll, yeah, I'll, so, I'll share it later. No, it's all good. So we have um, a couple, well, one of the things you and I have in common is both, um, you know, growing up on a dime and, you know, being like thrifty and kind of yep. just like making the best of what you have. Yep. Do what you can with what you have where you are, right? Well, I grew up in Levittown. My parents, you know, they, they live in Queens and uh, they scraped every nickel and dime together. They bought a house in Levittown and... Uh, <laughs> You know, now we're, we're living paycheck to paycheck with my dad. He's never home. He's working overtime. He's never in the house. And how many siblings? Uh, I had three sisters growing up. And, and they're and all, uh, where are you in line of the three sisters? Uh, I was the second oldest. So I had an older sister. Okay, and then and two younger. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it was tough, man. You know, like right before payday, we had no food in the house or anything like that. Right, right. So my mom was smart. She would invite the neighbors over for, for a barbecue. You yeah. know, and, yeah. <laughs> and they always would bring steaks and an Entenmann's cake. You yeah. know, they'd always bring extra goodies, you know. And uh, all we had was hot dogs with no rolls. So yeah. she'd, she'd cut up the hot dogs and put them into macaroni and cheese. Yeah. And she was smart enough to give it to the, those kids. And they, because they're eating steaks all the time. You know, so they, to yeah. them, that was a treat. They got macaroni. Right, 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 you know? right. So exactly. My mom played it smart. And my, my dad, when my dad was around, he knew to give them a couple of beers, some wine, you know, to, this way they wouldn't even realize who's getting what, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. And it's not even so much that. Like, the family is, like, it's not even about that. Yeah. Like, it's like when the kids, kids come together, it's people coming together. Yeah. It's not even, yeah. like, they, weren't, they were, like, pulling wool over, no. you know? No, right? they didn't care. It's like, it's like a... 
They didn't care about who got what, but we did. My dad told me, he's like, you know, when, when I put the mac and cheese, don't touch it. You know, he's like, look to your right and put the steak over there, you know. So, uh. Play your cards right. Mom, yeah, Mom yeah. will make you mac and cheese any night you want. Yeah, we had, we had a good <laughs> yeah. night. You know, we yeah. always had a good night. You know, we played darts afterwards and stuff like that. So it wasn't like, you know, if I look back on it now, I know what my dad was doing. Yeah, 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 you know? exactly. He couldn't, exactly. Get, he couldn't get a steak, so he made, he hated the guy. Yeah. He, <laughs> I'm serious. The mom was nice. The kids were nice. They, the kids broke shit in my yard. You know, the, yeah. the, the dartboard was always cracked in half and stuff. But, uh, um, my dad couldn't stand well, we the guy. We put up with him for snake every snake. once, yeah. once yeah. in a while. A little duct tape on the back of the dartboard. But my dad, uh, he couldn't stand the guy. They had nothing in common, you know. Like he had like a corporate job somewhere. His yeah, house was dorm like house was dormant, you know. Yeah. And uh, they had a nice car, and oh, he always talked. He's a show off. Yeah. High fly yeah. stereos, high fly VCR. Yeah, it's got to show you. We didn't even have a VCR. Yeah. So anyway, but. Uh, Looking back at it, my dad did the right thing. He did the right things. Everybody was happy. Nobody gave a crap, you know. Right, exactly, so. exactly. Unless, and like, if if you can afford to give steak to your neighbor, yeah. that's what you should be doing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they say, like you know, just build a longer table. Right. Like you know, if they're you know, that's right. it's you know the I, I'm forgetting the complete. Uh, but you, you catch what I'm saying. Yeah, right, <laughs> right in my town, in Levittown, right on uh, Wanter Avenue, they had a, uh, a hostess thrift shop. Ooh. Which was like day-old bread. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could get like five Twinkies for a quarter. You know, so we always had that stuff in the house. Okay. You know, so when they brought over a fresh Entenmann's cake. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, yeah, we were yeah. cutting the mold off Twinkies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and digging deep into the into the bread to get the good, the good bread. But... um. Looking back, we had a tough life, and that's why today, you know, I, I'm doing better today, but I still, on garbage night, I'm still looking at stuff. It's just the way I was brought up. Yeah. It, I, and it's the, crazy. The, it's, there's something that's, uh, I think that's great. Like, I think there's something that's just inert. Uh, not like, I don't know, because I'm the same way. Like, I can afford more than, I don't have children right now, but right. I, I can spend money on myself. Right. But I still choose to go to the thrift store and buy. I, know, I, don't, I, I don't, yeah, I can't get out of my head. Like, I, and can't. I, I love going to, uh, I fucking went to the yard sale the other day down the road. We went to the diner and on the way home, see a yard sale. I'm like, we have to stop. It's right on the road. End up talking to the lady. She doesn't have a job. I'm like, oh, we need people at my job. Give me your resume. Like, right. you know, that's just like, I'm like, that's just how life is. Like, that's how I am. You can't, like, I can't I don't break out. Mall, yeah. Like. yeah, I can't break out of it, man. I can't, you know. And uh, it's kind of sad because everything in my house is like, you know, it's all mixed match. Nothing matches because I find things on garbage night, you know. I clean it. I, you know, I yeah, paint yeah, it. Yeah, 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 of course. I don't have to. You make it your own. I make it my own. Yeah. You know, somebody, but, uh, you, you know. character. I got springs popping out of my couch. My daughter got cut. I thought she had to get stitches on one of the springs, but, um, that yeah, it's crazy. Shot, we're good. It's crazy, but, uh, you know, and instead of buying a mattress, I bought a mattress topper. Okay. You yeah. Know? Yeah, exactly. Stupid stuff, but, uh. My husband jokes that we fucking got con that he was conceived on the mattress that we have. I'm like, that's great. Oh, it's really? It's so it's, old. Because it's yeah. from my aunt. It's from my in-laws. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's yeah. like they had it for you know 30 years. Yeah. So yeah, I go out on garbage night and uh, I drive around on garbage night and and you know what happened was my 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 wife has a bad back. Okay. And this this is part part of uh, the reason why we fight a lot is because. Um, we couldn't afford a mattress. We went to like uh, Sleepy's or whatever it is. Now it's something else. It's uh, Mattress Firm or some crap. Okay. And I went in there, you know, I had about $400 cash in my wallet. And I figured I'd get a nice mattress for, you know. 
They were twelve hundred dollars for a fucking mattress. I man. know they're expensive. Yeah. I know. And I couldn't talk the guy down. He's like, I don't have anything for fucking four hundred dollars. You know, he gave me a twin size mattress. I'm like, all right, then she could sleep in the mattress. I'll sleep on the couch. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, I did the next best thing. I, you know, I, I went out on garbage night and I, f I found a mattress on garbage night. Yeah. And it, really, there was nothing wrong with it. And yeah. I didn't tell her. You know, I took it home. I used a leaf blower. Yeah. And I blew the whole mattress off in the backyard and I couldn't find anything on it. Nothing, yeah. You know. So I, pu I swapped them out. You know, I put the new mattress in when she, she really didn't know. And, uh, yeah. So she, she found, you know, that night she woke up at like 3 o'clock in the morning. She had bites on her legs from from like uh i guess bed bugs or whatever i don't even know what the hell it was gnats fleas yeah. i think it was fleas she had like oh, all these no. they didn't bite me it was the weirdest thing in the world and she's complaining she's like this isn't our fucking mattress what whose mattress is this and, I, and she's complaining i'm like yeah but you fell right to sleep I, I, i'm like what are you complaining about she's like i bites her back has, hasn't been any better you know I'm like, how's your back she's like my back's fine i'm like well there you go think about it yeah. So you got a few bites on your legs. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll spray it down with Raid the next day. I took it outside. And I, I sprayed the whole thing down with Raid. Yeah. And we haven't talked about it since. You know. Yeah. I went out. and I got a mattress. Um, you know, a mattress. Uh, not a topper. Like a, ma a really good mattress. Uh, what is that? A bedspread. Like a thick bedspread to cover up. I, I shot it with Raid. Yeah, yeah. And then I put a really thick. Um, yeah. The, sheet. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, a fitted sheet. Yeah. And uh, add out the room because it stunk like fucking Raid. You know. But the, the thing is, is now it's like that was three years ago, and we haven't looked back since. You know, she hasn't had any bed bugs, no no bed backs, and no bed bugs, no no uh, fleas. Yeah. So it's a win-win. Exactly. But um, that's why I'm working my ass off because I want I do want to get a, a good I want to get a twelve hundred dollar mattress and I will eventually. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Of but, course you will. Um, that's a weird story, right? No, I actually, not? I put that in my in, on stage at Governor's, that story. And people are cracking up. I'm like, it's fucking real, man. <laughs> my life is comedy, you know. Well, that's how I felt. I got into comedy because my life is a joke. Like it's, it's and a, everything is a joke. Everything. If yeah. you l just wait long enough for the punchline, yeah. people make jokes of themselves. Right. Uh, the entire situation can be a joke. Right. Uh, the bigger you get, the more, you, or the large, you know, there's so many layers of everything that's hysterical. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. I just, I, I don't, a lot of people have told me on stage, you need to embellish more and like, oh, you need to like bring, you know, up more stuff that's not real and, you know, add more punches and stuff. And but I'm do like, you have to, I mean, I, mean, I don't, it, it, I don't think that's me. Yeah. So no, I don't think I have to. I just, I mean, most of the stuff that I talk about is, is real real life stuff you know i mean there's i from this pandemic being in the house i say you should you know spend time with your, you know learn guitar or yeah. I, I wrote a novel i wrote a book oh yes um, which i want to talk about again yeah. by the way and uh, i just started looking back at my life when i was younger and everything i most of the stuff i did is funny and why not just take that to the stage i mean i could i can make up stuff right but i work i worked at burger king back in 1983 i worked at burger king okay <laughs> and uh it, it was an awesome job. I loved working there. You know, I get free whoppers and you know French fries and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, so, one of the stories that happened at Burger King was uh, the district manager would pop in at the end of each month and she'd just surprise visits to the store. Right. And she popped in this one time. Her name was Terry, and she walked in and there was pickles, you know, out of the canister. There was onions on the can. Uh, it was a mess. Yeah. You know, okay, we, we, yeah. Where we make the whoppers. Not to, to 
to her specs. She usually comes on a Friday or something like that. She came on like a Sunday afternoon, something weird. Yeah. And nobody expected her. So she came in. She was, she's, she was yelling at the manager. And uh, I was standing on the side. And I kind of had a smirk on my face. And she looked at me and she goes, you think this is funny? She goes, Petroni, go outside and clean the dumpster. So I, is that sick? Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, a little kid, man. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I went and got the, the bucket, you know, and, and my friend Ed was helping me fill up the bucket with uh, the cleaner and stuff like yeah. that. And he's like, yeah, he's like, you know what, fuck this. He's like, yeah, I wouldn't do it if I were you. And I just, I would quit. I wouldn't go, I, you know, so I went outside. I'm walking toward the dumpster and I started thinking, I'm playing over my, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not cleaning the fucking dumpster, you know? Yeah. So I went back in again and uh, she's like, what are you doing back in here? I told you to clean. I took my uniform shirt off and I threw it at her, right? I took, I'm wearing those brown pants. I, I took the pants off. And I threw, I'm standing there in my underwear in the freaking dining room of Burger King. <laughs> I realized I got nothing else to wear. Yeah. So like, I, fuck, I, I actually I, came to work in this outfit I that said, you own. I said, I, I quit. I'm, I'm out of here. I quit. You know, and, and, and Ed's clapping in the corner. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's good for you, man. Yeah, good for fuck you. Yeah. Because <laughs> money's not worth your sanity. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into, I know my parents would kill me if I went in the dumpster. So I, I went outside and now I'm in my underwear outside on Hempstead Turnpike in East Meadow. <laughs> and from, from the store to my car in the parking lot, it was like the longest freaking, I ran, but it's the longest run, getting my keys, you know, trying to figure out where my keys were. And a long story short, I got home, and then I'm in front of my house in Levittown. I got to get from my house, from my car to my house in my right, underwear. Right, another, the, the guy, longest. They're mowing lawns, you know, everybody, yeah. it's a Sunday afternoon, everybody's outside. It's the longest run ever. So, uh, and she, she didn't realize, I put, I, she didn't realize I actually had another, uh, <laughs> I had a shirt at home when I got home. I had a backup uniform. That oh I had. my God, that's so, great. Yeah, this is from 1983. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's like something yep. you should hold on to because I do. I mean, I know you hold on to it, but like, that's probably worth money someday. Yeah. It's, uh, it's my burger. I don't know if you can see the name tag. 1983. That's like, you. It's, this is the actual uniform from back then. Because they must have, most people, they would return them and they would destroy well, them. Well, they, didn't, they didn't realize I had this at well, home. No, I, I know. I have the brown pants, too. I didn't bring the pants, but I have the pants with it, too. And uh, the, <laughs> yeah, like, so the, the thing that's funny is how everything's connected. Like the circle is that like about four years ago, I went to Boston uh, to see a Boston Red Sox uh, game. And I was with my, my friends and I was going down the escalator and I recognized her right away. Going up the escalator was Terry from 1983. Oh my God. I recognized her, her features on her face. Yeah, yeah. And as we passed, I said, Terry, and she turned around a little bit and I went, Burger King, you know, clean the dumpster. That was it. That's, that's the story, you know. But <laughs> I ran into her. did she smile at you? She, no, she probably, probably when she got to the top of the escalator, she yeah. realized who I was. Yeah. But at that moment, yeah. she's like, Terry. She's like, you know, she's startled. Yeah. You know? but, oh, uh, that's great. But yeah, but that's, you meant to run into her. I ran into her. Because it was not a, How like, many years later is that? That's like 30 years later I ran into her. Well, yeah, what did you say, 88 you were working 83. That was 83. So it's like, this was like 2015 maybe. I, I saw her on the escalator in Boston. So, you know. If I had a chance, I would have probably threw my shirt at her or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If it but, weren't in an elevator. Yeah, she basically abused a 13-year-old you know, kid. I mean, I don't know. I forget how old I was. I, in 83, I was probably about uh, 15, maybe. But she, that's abuse, man. You know, you're, you're mad because there's pickles and onions. Right, you know, the, the restaurant's right. a mess. And right. you're going to turn around one go kid. clean a dumpster. Yeah. yeah. Look at it today. In today's world, you can never get away with that. Yeah. Yeah. So. No.
Anyway, that's, that's a story for the stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So have you ever, you've never, but you've never told that story on stage, you're saying? I never told, I started thinking about stuff during the pandemic. I just sitting around, I had all this time in my hands. I found the shirt. That's actually made me start thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's I'm cleaning awesome. Up. Yeah. I love it, I love it. My Burger King shirt from 83 and everything, just, it's like a flashback, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, doesn't even fit me no more. Well, yeah, and I think people like you and I that don't come from much, we um, we treasure our material stuff, even though it might not cost a lot. Yeah, this, it means a lot to us. This means a lot to me. It means nothing to anyone else. Right. Yeah, I can't right. never get rid of this. Right. Especially now that I found it. Yeah. You know, and the name tag. You know, my you know, I, I, and I tell you, half my check was going to my parents back then too, because like, I you know. Right, that's why we you're needed, working. We you're helping. Yeah, you know, my home. It's being the family. I wasn't doing family. my homework. My mom would actually write letters to the to the teachers saying, "I'm sorry, my son didn't finish his homework. He had to work last night. Yeah, he had to work out overtime with a late shift. Because I'd come home from Burger King, I'd be like, yeah, I'm, first of all, I feel like, work. Yeah, yeah, the smell. I'm, I'm, of, I mean, uh, stressed out about school. Yeah, yeah you come home and do your homework, and it's like you know, and the teachers kind of knew that we were struggling, so like they let me like do my homework like weekly you know instead yeah, of yeah, yeah. At the, you know what i'm saying like they were, yeah. they were good about well, that's it that's cool that's cool that's nice to hear yeah so and then uh you know other stories about back back in the day when i was when i was younger is like my my, my whole family is huge met fans okay yes well i yeah we had brought that up you have a cardboard cutout i have a cardboard cutout <laughs> I, right i'm picking now. it up i'm gonna go pick it up on sunday Ooh. Okay, yeah. so wait a minute. You, so we pick it up on Sunday. I have to go on Sunday to City Field. Okay. And we can't get out of our car. We have to wear a mask. And we oh, pull... they're over it. They're done with it. Yeah, they're done with the car. Yeah, the Mets. Unfortunately, the Mets didn't go too far this year. But uh, so we take your cardboard cutout. I was yeah, I was sure. good friends with the owners of the Mets, Saul Katz and, and stuff like that. Oh, really? Uh, That's Wilton. cool. Yeah, I yeah. was I was good friends with them. Uh, I was at a lot of games. You know, they kind of knew me. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was at all the. I was at so many freaking games through my life, but uh, yeah. So we pull up in our car, and uh, it's a Seven Line Army. That's a Seven Line Army. Buy tickets out in center field, and the whole section is. A, it's like a group. Okay. Okay. Seven Line Army, okay. and it's awesome. You know, we all sit together. We all wear uh, orange shirts with the Mets logo on it and stuff okay, like that. Cool, and cool. it's just awesome. We travel together. So when we go to pick it up, we, we're going to pull up and they, we have to wear a mask and they're going to just hand us in the window. They're very, yeah, yeah. very COVID, yeah, you know, very Probably. COVID pickup, you know. Yeah. So uh, I guess a lot of people are paranoid about getting the COVID virus. I mean, uh, you can only do what you can do. But so when we were kids, we were Met fans. Yeah. And my dad was a huge Met fan and my grandparents were huge Met fans and we couldn't afford to go to Met games. So a lot of the times we just listen to the Mets on the radio in the backyard while we're swimming in the pool, or actually run under the sprinkler at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and so Dairy Lee Milk had a, uh, a contest type thing. Dairy Lee Milk on their milk cartons, they would have a coupon. It'd be, it'd be worth one. So you cut the coupon out. If you, if you collect 20 coupons, you get one ticket to a Met game. So we were drinking the milk like crazy in my house, you know, we were just like spilling milk on accident, you know, trying to get my mom to get more milk. But then we got smart. We started driving around the neighborhood on our bikes and we'd ride around the neighborhood and we'd go through people's garbage cans. Oh, there you go. Bring scissors with us and just cut out all these. Yeah. And I'd keep them in my room and my room started to smell like rotten milk. 
Yeah, because it's like cardboard. It's, it's like it's stunk, man. Yeah. You know, you need twenty for one ticket. So I'm, I have like a hundred of these things in my room. You know, and my room smelled like. To this day, the Mets, right? The Mets remind me of rotten milk to this day. <laughs> but uh, I finally got enough tickets to take the family, and my grandfather didn't really care, so I took my grandmother Aww, to a Met game. I that's no- really sweet, Joey. So we all went to a Met game, and we were able to sit in the upper decks. You know, and I'll never forget this. I, you know, uh, it's, it actually chokes me up. Uh, well, it's I'm choking me up. Yeah. You know, it was, it's beautiful. It's, that's, that means a lot. It was a very exciting How day. old were you? Oh, man. You know, I was probably, I might have been 13. Yeah, that's like a big deal. You were thinking I was about proud. your family. I you was were thinking proud. about your dad. I was very you, proud. Were, you made it happen. You were going to, yep. you were innovative. You yep. were like, yo, other people are throwing this shit out. Yeah. We're drinking, you know, we're paying our dollars for it and they're throwing it out. So we, we were, were climbing up to, uh, Unfortunately, the, the tickets were up in the upper deck. Right, because that's what they're giving away, the assholes. Nosebleeds, all the yeah. way up in the upper deck. So we're climbing up to the upper deck, and my grandmother, she had a heart condition. She had a leaky heart valve or something like that. Okay. So she couldn't keep going up. You know? Yeah. So we left her in the mezzanine section. The, um, the guy who sits you down, you know, the yeah, wife's yeah, seat, yeah. he saw her. Like, he can't, she, he saw her. Yeah. her. <laughs> he saw her <laughs> struggling. She wanted to sit with us, but she, he saw her struggling and he said, That's she's staying <laughs> she's right here. She's enough. So she That's sat next to her. <laughs> he sat in between two strangers. And uh, <laughs> I, I felt. We're I not wa- going to kill grandma, guys, even though you want to. <laughs> <laughs> it was sad leaving her there, but she, you know, and she said, <laughs> I'm she fine. She tell goes, about it. She goes, I'm fine. She turned around, she's waving to us. I'm fine. This, I'm fine. Leave me here. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, please. I'd rather not hike anymore. <laughs> Looking back at it now, I realize she could have died. Yeah, you know, <laughs> realizing how far. I was worried that that's where it was going. That, no, no, no. Well, well, I could tell you what happened. We all sat down in the upper deck. We all sat down. We had our seats, and we're we're in the nose, please. I mean, you can barely see, you know, the diamond right, right. down there. My dad went and he got uh, he he left to go get a hot. A, he wanted to get food for us. Yeah, you know, he had yeah. whatever money he had, he right, wanted right, to get right, food for us. Right, right. And he left before the game started. Before the before the national anthem, he left. Yeah. And he came back up. It was almost a sixth inning. That's how far down he was. And he got to get on line. Yeah. He got lost coming back. He probably had a few beers. Yeah. And by the time he came back, and what he did was he bought one hot dog and he cut it up into nuggets. So they called them hot dog nuggets. Because <laughs> he couldn't afford more than one hot dog. And then we split a soda. We, yeah. It was nice. Listen, yeah. I don't want to put him down. It was, yeah. no, it was, no, looking that's, back that's at what great. he did for right. us. Yeah, that's great. And... uh so, and he wasn't planning on taking you guys to the Mets game. That was your idea. So, it you, was, know, he, he, you know, he made it work. Beautiful. He made it work. And, you know, we were sitting up there. It was a really hot summer day. Freaking hot, man. And every now and then, we're getting a nice mist. Like, you were like, you know, it felt good. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, you know, we're oblivious to it. You know, and my, my dad's sitting there. He's like, <laughs> it was blue. It was from the airplanes flying over to LaGuardia Airport. They were dropping, like, a little bit of, like, you know, like the blue fluid from, I'm serious, it drips off the bottom of the airplane. That's, we're getting blue, we had blue, uh, I don't know if it was, I can't, I would like to not think it was toilet water. I think it was like from the engines. But <laughs> every time an airplane flew over to, uh, to land at LaGuardia Airport, we were getting sprayed with the mist. And my dad's like, it's fucking toilet water. You know, he was so mad. He was so angry. I remember driving like, home. Thanks a lot. You know, <laughs> fucking, yeah. Like, the stinking 
<laughs> I remember my, my, my grandmother laughing in the car on the way home. She's like, at least I didn't get pissed on, you know? <laughs> so that's, that's comedy right there. That's, and that's comedy gold. You can't that's make comedy that gold. shit yeah. up. Yeah. You know, that yep. is great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, grandma being like, standing yeah, no, up, we'd stand up, we'd go like this. We're like, oh, it feels so good. You know, being an airplane flying over and like looking back now, man, it's probably piss water. <laughs> we're, we're getting pissed on. Well, my dad. What he, he didn't realize he's an arborist, so in back in the day, he used to spray chemicals for right. you know, like mosquitoes and stuff. Yep, and um, yeah, like in the 80s, before I had kids, he's like, Yeah, hot summer day, doesn't have a shirt on, like spraying the shit, like spraying the chemicals, like cool himself down. Like, oh, are you serious? Swear to god, and then he goes. He was like, yeah, and then I started, like, coming home and, like, feeling nauseous and shit and felt, and realized, like, probably <laughs> not a good idea. Like, stop doing that. Well, I was doing like, last, he was, so he was spraying for bugs. Yeah. Like, caterpillars yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah just like, that's, yeah. yeah, that's bad stuff. Man. Yeah, no. They, they tell you to close getting, your windows when you spray yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they're supposed to be wearing, like, masks. He should not even have, like, been, have, not have had a shirt on. But, yeah. I bet he's, he's like, never had a problem with fleas or bed bugs, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, and the guy heals like a motherfucker. Yeah, you know, know, it's weird because, like, you could have a strong immune system. It could go the opposite way. You could actually build your immune system up by doing crap like that. Right. Well, he always says it's from siphoning gas so much. He's a motorhead, you know, and, like, you know, you got to siphon some gas every once in a while. Oh, yeah. I I, I actually (laughs) siphoned gas growing up. You know, there was a, um, I don't remember, I think it was 77, there was a gas, uh, the, the, what the they hell were was like it? rationing it out, right? Yeah, the gas prices were like back then it was like four dollars a gallon or something like that. Nobody could afford gas. Yeah, yeah. So like you know to cut the lawn and stuff, like I'd siphon gas out of our car in the driveway. Right, right. You know, it's like it go mow the lawn. You know. Yeah, yeah. So I I know what you're talking about. You'd swallow some gas. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, we siphoned our cars during gas from our cars during a hurricane. What do they call it? Uh, I want to say Katrina, but Gloria. it's not right. No, no, the one that was right here. Uh, oh, 2012. Sandy, Sandy, Sandy. Yeah. yeah. That but, was crazy. Uh, I had a 1987 Corvette, right. and then Glenn was driving a, uh, he had a Subaru Legacy. So okay. we're like, ah, the gas that we have is going <laughs> from the, the, the Corvette into the you bucket. You have to, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, the, the car that's more gas efficient, yeah. Yeah. you know. And we had like, you know, we had, were living in a condo at the time, and people were walking by us, we're like, this is our car that we're fucking robbing. I know, right? Like, yeah. Had yeah. Like. We had to get a lock back then. I remember my dad went to Rickles. I don't even remember Rickles. No, what is that? It's just like a Rickles kid, is like, like a Home general? Depot. Okay, yeah, okay, like a Home yeah, Depot. Okay. And he bought a lock for the gas cap for the car because there were people coming through right, the night and right. siphoning gas. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we didn't know, but he would swear he had a half a tank and then we have a quarter of a t- whatever. You know, yeah, he'd yeah. swear if someone's <laughs> siphoning. So we had to use a key to open up our gas cap. That's how bad it got back then. But. Yeah, well, it didn't say paranoia, and yeah, you know, he wants every dollar, you know, that he paid for it, but I don't know how to fucking get siphoned out of here. Yep. So, yeah, it was, it was great, you know, and that's why I am the way I am today. You know, I'm just, uh, I, you know, like we just talked before, I mean, I see good in everything. Like, you know, if someone's throwing out a chair because it's got a broken leg, I'll fix the leg in two seconds, you know. Um, that's the way I was brought up. Yeah. So, we don't have to live this way, but we do. Right, right, exactly, and I think that I think that's something beautiful about it, and and then you um, you you get back to a more basic level of what's important. Right, you start losing sight of things when you when you get all the extraneous stuff. 
You right. know, you start losing sight of what's important. Yeah. Because a t-shirt is really all you need. Like, you know what I mean? When it comes down to it, yep. you know, you don't need, you know, all this fancy shit. And uh, I don't know. But um, a couple of other things. You wrote a book. Please tell me about that. I did. During the pandemic, and you know as well as everyone else on TV or whatever they were saying, Use this time, I think Dr. Fauci was saying it, or, or someone, <laughs> you know, and, and they use this time to do something that you always wanted to do, but you never had time to do it. Right. You know? And so. you had started writing a book at one point. I did. And I, I used to write a lot when I was younger. Okay. A lot. You know, back in, uh, I went to St. Francis in Wantour, and because uh, I, I got, I got kind of in trouble in public school, so my mom, my mom put me in, and actually, believe it or not, they, uh, they didn't really charge tuition back then. It was like, it's a long story, but uh, anyway, I, st I started writing back then and the eighth grade teachers, uh, Sister Rose and Sister Paul would read my stuff for English. You know, I had to write, they were just looking at my stuff for grammar, but they'd call my mom up, you know, they'd, you know, yeah, we, have, yeah. we have to have a meeting tomorrow. Your son, I'm writing about talking light bulbs, you know, I'm talking about like the, the, the Flintstones, like they live next door. I'm writing stories that are so out in left field that like these People are thinking there's something wrong with this kid. You know? Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he must be seeing things. Yeah. Is there something know, wrong with your son? Have to exercise. Yeah. Something. It, I had to write a paragraph about something just so they could check my punctuation, and they're reading it and they're like, "This something wrong with this kid." You know, like. This was not what we asked him to do. Right. He went way too creative with this one. Right. So what would happen is, uh, I still talk to Sister Rose and Sister Paul today, and they love the fact that I'm a stand-up comedian, and I went that route. Aww, they always knew well, that. Nice. Well, they knew there was something, you know, different something about my brain. Going on. My brain. They're is, glad it was just comedy. My brain is different. Yeah, so they're like, oh, I'm so happy for you, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I wrote. Um, so during the pandemic, they were saying that you should do something. So you know, learn to play guitar or whatever. So I'm like, you know, I always wanted to write a novel. Like, you know, I always wanted to write, and the novel that I wrote is actually a true story. And uh, during the pandemic, everybody was watching Netflix, and there was a show called Tiger King. Yep. Remember Tiger King? Yeah, yeah. How can you forget what, it? What was that girl's name? Claire? Oh, Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Yeah. So I'm in the middle of, I guess you could say I'm quarter of the way into this book, and I'm watching Tiger King and Carol Baskin. I'm like, I have a Carol Baskin in my story. <laughs> You're like, no way. But yeah, but my, my that story, Tiger King, is a true story. Right, right. And the thing I'm writing is a true story. Right. There's nothing fictional about my story, but I have a Carol Baskin. And then I'm watching Tiger King, and I see how much popularity it's getting. It's getting more people watching it. And I'm like, and my Carol Baskin is Carol Baskin on steroids. <laughs> it's like the, the one I'm writing about. I see your Carol Baskin, my, and I raise you my back. My Carol Baskin... <laughs> Blows her away. She makes her look like an angel. The one that I'm writing about in the, in my novel, is is so much worse than Carol Baskin and Tiger King. Everybody hates. Long story short, this novel gets in the right hands. It could be the new. Forget Tiger King. If Tiger King got, I mean, I like Tiger King. Don't, yeah. don't get me. I thought it was awesome. I, you know, I like the whole thing. But I have a novel, documentary, whatever you want to call it, that would be. I don't want to jinx myself, but it'd be just as good of it or better. Just a story. You have a story. I have a, but it's a real, it's a, a true story. It's crazy story. And you're, you're very lucky that it happened to you because you have the 
ways of getting the story together. On paper, you know, yeah. you, not everyone could write. The details. Some people can draw. Some right. people could sing. Right. And you are able to to write. I'm able to write, and uh, it's basically something that happened in my life the last few years is going into a book. And, uh, and I'm going to make money off this crazy bitch. Yeah, you know, I, I, I could make money off it. And uh, it's weird <laughs> because it's almost like once the book's out there, it's um, there's a lot of people in, in my book. Well, there's one person in my book that's not going to be happy, man. <laughs> well, the one person and, and her surroundings are not going to be happy. Right. Because she's involved in some crazy, crazy, crazy... Look, I look at the world today, I'm talking crazy stuff, and it's part of my story. Yeah, wow. Um, so it's, it's actually a novel documentary that maybe you might say, where did Joey Petroni go? Yeah. I, I might disappear because it's going to get some people in a lot of, you know, it's going to cause yeah. a lot of problems, man. Yeah, you might cut your hair. No, no, no. <laughs> Go into the oh, cut my hair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's in Hawaii somewhere, yeah. But, uh, uh, Joey, I haven't seen him in a while. So I wrote, a, you know, I took the advice of Dr. Fauci and I wrote a, a documentary novel and I got myself killed. <laughs> that could happen. No, but. no, no. But I think what's cool about you is I know that you're not in it for the money. You're in it for the story. I want the story out there because it's very personal. Yeah. It's and a very personal story. You had even said to me, like, you almost said, you almost alluded that maybe it was for your kids and, like, your family to know where all this stuff was in one place. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. Is This, this documentary came from my, my computer uh you know, the desktop on your computer? Yeah. So I have folders, you know, this, you know, emails, texts, voicemails, uh, video. Right. I have all the stuff. And if just, if something happens, just say I did. Croak. Whatever. We're going to, yeah. we're all mortal. I hate to use the word die, but you know, say I die. Say we croak. Um, nobody's going to know what the hell that stuff is. Right, right. So I started off thinking I got to get all this stuff off the desktop so that and put know. it down so right. they know what the hell it is. Right, right. And then Tiger King's on. Yeah, like, and then Whoa. you're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, we man. got a whole different thing going we on here. got a whole new thing here, man. So, uh, you're like, yeah, if these fucking loons can do it, I got uh, way loonier and I'm, loons. I'm, all I'm doing is taking information that is facts and I'm putting it into a book. And if it doesn't go anywhere, that book is a family book. Right, exactly. That it's will a, have the truth way beyond my time here. Right, exactly. So. Exactly. And that's that's the beauty of the written word. That's it really the beauty is, of you it. Know? Yeah, and make copies. And you know what you got to do is I found this out is uh, you got to put it on YouTube or something. Um, because say you have a video, it's damaging on your desktop. Something happens to your desktop. Yeah, something yeah. happens to your hard drive. So put it, I put it on YouTube. Yeah. And it's permanently on YouTube. Right, right. You know, you know and what I'm you said it's a private. And yeah, it's private. Yes, and yeah, yeah, it's there. My son has the, or my kids have the Log passwords. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So. Yeah, that's a, a lot of people do that. Even with uh, families mm -hmm. I know that go, um, you know, that live in different states, mm -hmm. they'll do everything p private, and then, you, you know, have the it. family has you the login. Yeah, if you lose your phone or you lose something, uh, 
if yeah. it's if it's something you really need, put it on YouTube private. Right, and that's what's the beautiful thing about Facebook too. Is like I put all my comedy posters, even if I've already done the show, I put right. it on there because then it's nice to see. Oh, that's you know the work I've done over the years. You know, it's just it's nice. Yep. It's like a and and it's this platform that we're not paying for. That your phone breaks, the computer breaks, whatever. You mm-hmm. still have it. It's a backup. It's a backup to life. Exactly. Exactly. Um, we have a couple more minutes here. Uh-oh. I did. I did want to talk about. We got. Well, what? What kind of? Wait, wait a minute. You go first. What? What other stories? Oh, do you I, want to I, have? I just we want. We can go longer if you want. No, it's all right. This. Yeah. Well, it's, it's up to you guys, man. You know. I mean. Uh, I mean, how many stories are you looking at? Because we. Can oh, no, these these are just reminders of. We uh, can we can tell a couple stories. You know I, what? Well, you didn't tell the story about the the Coliseum. Well, yeah. What happened was. Uh, Back in, uh, in in the day when, uh, you You're know. You're a hockey fan. I'm a huge Islander fan. Okay. Huge New York Islanders fan. And the Islanders were in the playoffs in 1980. And they were playing for the Stanley Cup against the Philadelphia Flyers. So 1980. So 83, you were 13. So 80, you're like 10. Yeah. And okay. a huge Islander fan. I played ice hockey back then. I played hockey in the street. All my neighbors were Ranger fans. I was an Islander fan. You know, so it would be back and forth all the time, you know. So, uh, Islanders are in the playoffs. They're, they're going for the Stanley Cup. The Stanley Cup is the final championship. You know, they're in game two or something like that against the Flyers. And uh, I'm having a great time watching it. So, my TV, I had a black and white TV. And back then, we had one TV set. I'd fight my sisters over watching it all the time. You know, <laughs> they wanted to watch the Hardy Boys and, and stuff like that. You know, Brady Bunch. So the New York Islanders are playing the Flyers, and uh, I think it, I think it was getting the game like six. Game I just finished watching game five, and the TV was always cutting out. It was like you know. And, and how it, many are there in in, in hockey? How many? Okay, games best of seven. Okay, okay. So I think it was. Going, oh, so six is it was like come, a big deal. It was come up to game six. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Islanders are playing at game six, and uh, the TV craps out completely. You know, we don't we don't have the TVs. I, I was able to watch game game five. You know, yeah, yeah. And. Uh, so my dad knew how much he couldn't get me tickets to a game. There's no way in hell. Right, right. He knew how much it meant to me. Yeah. You know, he was gonna actually bring me to a bar and sneak me in so I could watch. <laughs> He's trying to figure out what to do. So he took the the black and white TV down to the repair shop, and he brought it in there. And uh, the guy said, "What's wrong with it?" He's like, "You know, it doesn't come on at all." He's like, it "Doesn't look good." You know, that was like a Monday. Yeah. I, the next, I think, I think uh, the Islands were playing on a Saturday, so I, they had, he had a week to fix it. So Monday afternoon, we dropped it off, and I remember going to bed that night, and I'm just thinking, you know, I, was, I wasn't really religious, but I remember saying, please, please, <laughs> please fix the TV set, you know. Um, For all that is holy. Yeah. So the next day, I went to school, and uh, everybody's talking about the Brady Bunch and, you know, um, happy days, and yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. Wow. I, you know, and that's the worst. That's like I, being out of the loop. As I'm out a of kid, the loop. As right. a kid, that's like the worst. I'm out of the loop. And I rode my bike home from school that day, and I passed by the repair shop, and there's my TV in the window oh. with a for sale sign on it. So I went in there. I said, you fixed it. You fixed it. He goes, yeah. yeah. He's like, and it's for sale. I go, he goes, why are you selling my TV? He's like, because your dad came in to pick it up, and he couldn't afford it. And he goes, I, I, I run a business here. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but time is money, and I run a business here. Yeah. 
I was devastated. Yeah, know? of course, so of I, course. I, I rode my bike home, and I, I was, you know, I feel like I'm getting teary right now. It's really well, very Well, because it's upset. hard for you and your family yep. and everybody. It's just rough. It sucks. Uh, when I got home, my, my dad said that uh, they couldn't fix the TV set. I didn't Aww. want to. Yeah, you didn't have the heart. I didn't want to tell him that. Yeah, neither did you. I didn't want to say anything. So that, you know, next day, same thing. You know, everybody's watching Happy Days, and, you know, so now it's like Friday and I'm, I'm devastated. And my dad, I hear my dad talking to my mom downstairs in the kitchen about possibly sneaking me into a bar to watch it. And she's, you're not taking, you know, fighting in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the next day I get up and it was an afternoon Islander game. It was a Saturday afternoon, game six. And National Coliseum was two towns away from me. I lived in Levittown and East Meadow and then Uniondale. Okay. So I rode my bicycle. Down Hempstead. My parents would kill me. I rode my bicycle down. This was before you were trained with your daughter to ride your bicycle. Right. <laughs> this is like. <laughs> no helmet, you know. Yeah. Just ride my bike. I know the Coliseum's that way, so I rode my bike down Hempstead Turnpike. And uh, I got to the Nassau Coliseum and I rode around outside watching everybody go in with their tickets, you know, and, and just being there made, even though I was outside, I had such an uplifting feeling, you know, people blowing their horns, eh, 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 you know, let's go out on this. Yeah, yeah. And the atmosphere was good enough for me. Right, the energy. There's no better place that's to why be. Those, the energy, that's why people that's it. feed off of yeah, it. That's the, why people go to live music and stuff. It's just the energy of it. Like, I just started thinking to myself, I don't have to be in there. Right. Just being this here if they enough. win. Yeah. yeah, this is enough. So when the Islanders, you know, this, the game started, whatever, and there's nobody outside anymore, I'm riding my bike around the Nassau yeah. Coliseum. <laughs> and when the Islanders scored, you hear the, you actually hear, yeah. you know, you, and you hear the screaming and yeah. yelling, you know. And every now and then, if you're outside, you could see the inside door open up. Somebody go out to get hot dogs or something like that. Yeah, you, yeah. Could see, you could see in there. You could see, you know, I'd be looking in there. And uh, I was out there for like the whole game. And uh, so all of a sudden, a, a security guard popped one of the doors open. And I, I, I'm assuming he probably was watching me. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And he goes, hey, kids, you got a, a, a lock for that bike? And I said, yeah. He goes, lock it up. Uh, that's a- Islanders are going into overtime. He's like, histories can be made. And I went... I, your it, history was made for he, sure. He's like, this is once in a lifetime, kid. Lock up your bike and get in here. Aww. And he, got, he let me in. Nobody else was around anywhere. I, I went in and I just... I remember just standing. You know, people were standing all over the place. So you, right, right. You didn't need to have a end, seat. By the end of yeah. the game, it's, it's you didn't need like, a seat. yeah. And, you know... I don't know if you know about the game, but Bobby Nystrom scored the overtime goal at 7-11 of overtime. It was basically, I memorized the whole thing. Yeah, it was, yeah. I, I was, uh, Lauren Hennon got the puck, the hockey puck, and okay. he, he passed it to John Tonelli. Okay. John Tonelli, they crisscrossed. John Tonelli and Bob Nystrom crisscrossed. And I'm sitting right over here. They crisscrossed. Bobby Nystrom flipped the puck over Pete Peters' uh, hockey pads, skated into the corner, scored the overtime goal. Islanders won. Won the Stanley Cup game six, 1980, Saturday <laughs> afternoon. And he was jumping up and down. I was about 30 rows up, whatever, 20 rows up. Yeah. And I could see the back of his head jumping up and down. Yeah, oh my Lord. And the next day, the, 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 you know, you see the pictures in the paper. To this day, you see the pictures in the paper. And I kind of, I know where I was. You, you know, yeah, you, yeah. all you see is like a little speck. Yeah. Like, that's probably me because that's yeah. where I was, you know. I was like. That's me. That's but uh, me. so none of my friends believed me that Monday in school. No, nobody believed yeah, me. Yeah, fucking typical. Kid, no, and that was the last game of the year. So how do you prove it? So right, right. <laughs> the, uh, the uh, opening uh, night of the Nassau Coliseum that October, uh, the next season, yeah. the opening game, 
my friends and I, about 20 of us, rode our bikes up to the Nassau Coliseum. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we got it. We got in. I, I saw the security guard and he knew what I was doing. He knew yeah. he, I was being cool. Yeah. And it was an opening game. It wasn't like a big game. And yeah. he, he popped the door and he let us all in. And we all started going to the left. And I heard, uh, I think this I, I guy's name was Steven. I heard, Steven, what are you doing? You know, I turn around and this, his boss is standing there. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, we were in already. Yeah, yeah. I heard, the last thing I heard him say was like, pack your shit, you're out of here. Yeah. You're done. So he, got, he actually got fired. I got the guy fired. So it's, but, a ha it's a happy story, but it's... But you know what? I wouldn't take the weight of that because it's possible that he had been doing that all season. He might have been. He might have been. Know, he could have even been taking money from adults. You know, you, you lucked out the one night. He was a nice guy. He's a hockey fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? It could have yeah. been. I'm going to leave it at that. Looking back at it now, you know, that, that I'm a dad, I know what he did. He was being, he, he knew what, he knew that he's making me look like a hero bringing all my friends up there. Right, right. Because, because so. he already, he probably recognized you from yeah. the year before and yeah. probably couldn't say, get, get Well, I waved to him. Yeah, he knew who I was. Yeah. I went, yeah. So, so he couldn't say, get the fuck I, out They might, they were probably watching him. They were probably keeping an eye on him. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. So. You were the strong. I'm probably not the only one. I'm not the yeah. only one he was popping the doors for. Probably. Exactly, exactly. I don't feel so bad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's, that's the, you know, and the other thing I wanted to bring up was, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I worked at Dangerfield a lot in Manhattan. Oh, and okay. I, I, you know, I was a huge Roddy Dangerfield fan. Everybody was a Roddy Dangerfield fan. And uh, I worked there with my friend Joe Giannino for a while. We, we. I'd say work. We didn't get really get paid, but we, we had a blast. We'd go in there and, you know, we, my friend Joe was friends with the owner of Dangerfields, and it was like a second home for a summer, you know? Yeah. We were there two or three times a week, you know, and then uh, down to like once a month or whatever, but uh, it was like a home away from home, and I'm so sad to see it close down. You know, you, did you hear about Dangerfields? Yeah, no, I did. It's, so. it's, it's insane. Yeah. It's, I mean... Like Broadway's not supposed to be open until I think May 2021. And Governor's, it's no you know, Broadway. Oh, bro like Gov me, Broadway. Broadway in Manhattan's not going. Yeah, that's insane. So it's like it's. it's I yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, and I understand it. It's just uh, man. Hopefully they get a vaccine or whatever. Whatever has to be done to get rid of this thing, man. You know, because it's destroying everybody. Right, right, you know? and I think it's taking a toll on everybody's spirits. It is. Um, I don't know about you, but the only thing I do to get to get back into it. I can't listen to this crap on TV no more. Oh, no, I'm not yeah. a political person oh, okay. and, I, and I don't watch I don't the even know news. who to... I don't who, even have cable. I don't even... You know, people could say I'm ridiculous, but I don't even know who's who, man. You know, like... Yeah. She's a liar. He's a liar. She's a liar. He's... A... I just put on Metallica or, you know... Yeah, not yeah. to Not to say I'm, you know, a moron, but I just... I gotta unwind. I gotta well, unwind. and the thing is, it's like you're trying to have a nice family life and I can't... If you... It's like watching sports yeah. and getting all riled yeah. up. That's yeah. not good for your heart. Yeah. Getting all upset about something that you can't really do anything yeah. about. It's I'm riding my really motorcycle with a mask on and then people are saying, you're a moron. You don't need to wear a mask on a motorcycle. You know, I took my kid's horseback riding. Yeah, you're, you're, you're like, like, you're a moron. You yeah. care about politics. Yeah. Oh, so if I don't wear a mask in the next light I stop at, where's your mask, asshole? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You so, can't fucking win. Mm-mm. You can't fucking so divided. You can't please all the people all the time. I just say whatever is the best for the United States of America is what I hope happens. And uh, Yeah, exactly. I mean, we are the winners. Um, I think we could do better. I think we could definitely do better. But, you know, that's up to us as mm -hmm. the people to make the right choices. Yeah, you got to make the right choices. And, uh, you know, and 
not to be selfish, but you should probably make from, well, I'm probably about 15 years older than you, but I got a bucket list. One of them, one of the ones on my bucket list was Dangerfields and I was able to perform there. Good, and good. I'm really Thank happy. God, because that's usually one of my questions, bucket list. So I'm glad you yeah. had one. This there. actually reminds me of Dangerfields. I think they have this color red. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. my mom got me these two Yeah, they're covers. nice. Very nice. <laughs> um, Thank you, Mom, for the homage to Dangerfields. <laughs> so, you know, with the bucket list, I wrote the novel, you know. Okay. Um, um, learning to be. And is, it, is there any way I could buy it? Is it published and ready to it's, go yet? Is there any link that I can sit? You know, would it, would it's got to go through. I mean, right now it's it's done, but I could probably I could probably fill in the blanks. You know, I went I jumped quick from you know what I'm saying I jumped very quickly. Okay. I wanted to get from beginning to end with all the facts in it, but like not just say there's 30 facts in there. So I should probably write more about what that fact is. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Instead of, yeah, yeah. Instead of being so jumpy. Transi I got to transition. You got it. I got it's it. Gotta the story's got to... Yeah, yeah. If you read it, yeah. it's choppy, choppy, got choppy. It. Got it. Um, so so I, it needs work. <laughs> yeah, it needs work. And it needs, uh, you know, grammar. I mean, my, my wife will do the grammar. But uh, it's a book that will probably get me shot. <laughs> I keep on hearing Janie's Got a Gun. You know that song by Aerosmith? Yes. Uh, every yes. time I turn the radio on, Janie's got a gun. I'm like, if someone's got a fucking gun, they're going to blow my brain out. <laughs> no, but, stop manifesting that. Good thoughts only. Oh, yeah, no, good thoughts only. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's it for me. I mean, you know, you want to talk about the ventriloquist puppet? I bought a ventriloquist puppet back in, uh, what, 1998? Yeah, and do you have him with you tonight? I don't. I should have brought him. Yeah, because I thought you brought him last time. Oh, right? we no. Didn't, you had him in the car, I think. But he said he was quite the um, exquisite puppet. Yeah. In that, like, you have to use, like, your whole hand. And, oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's got like all, a whole thing. It, it's got all the bells and whistles on it, you know? So how much does something like that run you? That was, how about, uh, like, now versus then? Like, what is, like, what does something like that cost? It was handmade. It was custom made. It's wow. probably worth, now it's probably worth about three grand, maybe. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, what, I mean, I don't know. I mean, back, back then, it well, was worth two. And, two grand, and yeah. now you're saying you probably work three grand now. But what about the company's like, out of business? So what about something now? Like if someone wants one, you think they're you could probably grand? get something for? Uh, I really don't know. Yeah. Probably a handmade. Yeah. Mine was custom made and handmade. Um, yeah, that sounds like. That's... Yeah, it's really good quality. So I would say like want to get something good, maybe eighteen hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah, and so now you did uh, ventriloquism before comedy. I worked with. Uh, disabled adults okay and uh, i'm a dj okay so I, i've been djing since freaking shopping carts i used to bring my dj stuff in riding a bike pulling it in shopping <laughs> carts so uh so i was i was an, always an entertainer you know um so long story short with the ventriloquist puppet when i started working with uh you know disabled handicapped adults and stuff like that i would make them laugh all the time that's, yeah. that's where the comedy came in you know i was taking yeah. all the all the funny stories I had so I had their attention with that and then uh I just wanted to get a I, I guess I saw you know Pete Michaels and a couple of um a couple of ventriloquists who were really good uh Vince Daytona Van Vince Daytona he guy was amazing <laughs> and um you know I'd look at TV and, and uh I'd watch ventriloquist and uh I just knew that if I got one I'd be able to do a lot with it but they were so damn expensive yeah. So this puppet was worth about twenty five hundred, 
and I was calling around and then one day this guy called me back so it was meant to be he knew I wanted to do with it he knew I was going to help handicap people he's like listen I had a deposit on a puppet it's made it's been sitting here for two months the guy's not answering me it's ours now he's like I can give it to you for a thousand dollars wow 1200 I think it was because the guy left the deposit or whatever it was. Thousand. Yeah, yeah. So I'd have yeah. to pay the remaining balance. Right, right, right. So I did. I, I bought a ventriloquist puppet. Wow, very and, cool. Um, it got me on the TV show Divorce Court. Really? Yeah, because <laughs> what happened was when I bought the puppet, uh, my wife was very upset because, um, you know, she didn't even have a, a wedding ring yet or anything like that. You know, and I was very, very cheap with everything I was doing. She's, but they found out that I had a $1,200 puppet. You know, I, my, my, I have two girls, and they, she wanted to get bunk beds for them, you know? She's saying, well, you have not money and for spent, the handmade custom fucking puppet, Joey. I spent all my money on eventually. <laughs> the kids are on the floor. It's almost like I was Jackie Gleason when it's like, a, you know, I have a scheme, you know? This is going to make money. This is going to make, this is yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. This then is we're big. Gonna have a mansion Nobody else. With, they're not going to need bunk beds. Yeah. They're going to have their own separate rooms. Yeah, this is big. This is huge. This is going to make money. You know, it's, it's, it's like tools. I go, you don't make fun of uh, whoever buying a wet store to do tiles, you know. This <laughs> you is wouldn't my, mind if I was buying power tools. Right. This is my tools of the trade, you know. So we got into a huge fight. And, uh, you know, I, I probably on YouTube back then, I used to air all my dirty laundry and s- someone saw it. And I, I wound up getting on divorce court over the ventriloquist puppet. And my wife and I were flown out to L.A., and then at we this did an point, episode. you and her are laughing about it, right? We, it, it, I never no. really got to divorce, but it was it was a big issue in our marriage, you know? Okay, I never so got, it really was like a... Yeah, it never got to... He smells my Burger King shirt. <laughs> it never got to the point of uh, getting divorced. I don't... You know, maybe it would have led to that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Thank but she's God putting down... went on divorce court, because yeah. that might have saved your judge marriage. Tol- judge Tola actually um, saved my marriage. She did, because she said, he's a good guy, you know, stay with him, you know, and uh, everybody behind me was on my side. The whole courtroom was yeah. on my side. Somebody loves puppets. Yeah, she, she, she was on the show, you know, we were actually at the podiums, you know. They're like uh, booing her, yeah. and like throwing tomatoes I was the hero. at her. I was the hero. Um, she was, she <laughs> actually like, made, she made it. are selfish, it's selfish. his art. <laughs> she had Let a, him do his art. She had a list of all the stuff that bothered her that I didn't even know and she's bringing it up on the freaking TV show. Oh, wow. So okay. she was hitting me over the head yeah. on this divorce yeah. court and it was stupid crap, man. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, they're like, so yeah, she was just saying that he's got videos, like all my free time instead of like doing yard work or fixing up the house, he's making videos and she's like, what kind of videos? I was making like little funny videos, you know, whatever. <laughs> he's <laughs> well, like entertaining the kids and fucking and VHSing the kids. They did their homework on divorce court. They played my videos on divorce court. And my wife thought everybody, when they, when they put it on the screen, and my wife thought that everybody would be laughing at me and making, you know, but when it was over, everybody's clapping. They thought it was, they were la- they were on my side. So everything she tried to do backfired. <laughs> so... Yeah. That's the joke. That's the joke. I flew out to L.A. with a ventriloquist puppet. And uh, when I went through the x-ray machine, they thought I had a dead body in there. They, had me, they made me open up. They had fucking like nine guys around me. I had to open up the suitcase. Because <laughs> on the x-ray machine, it looked like a body inside the suitcase. So. They're like, oh, we got a child murderer yep. here. <laughs> yep. Looking like this, you know. Like yeah. this guy. All right, pal. Jeffrey Dahmer over here. All right, we're going to need a couple guys to take this one down. He's a yep. fucking maniac. <laughs> yep. So I still, have the, I still have the ventriloquist puppet. And when my kids were little, 
uh, the first few birthday parties at the house, you know, I'd pull he them out. out. I'd, I'd pull them out, and all the parents would be, you know, we just moving to this town, right? And all the yeah. parents are hanging out, having beer and talking, and all of a sudden, I'd pull out, hey, kids, how you guys doing? And the kid, some of the kids would scream, start crying. You know, they were too little for it. They're like three yeah. or four years old. And <laughs> next thing you know, we got labeled that, you know, that's the crazy house. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the evangelical yeah, In my town, yeah. Guy. Stay away from that house, man. That's the crazy house. So unfortunately, that's that how that would have happened without the puppet. I that's mean, that's the, my. I feel like, the like my house is that. The like crazy that. house. Yeah, like, they probably see people coming and going. Like that's the drug house. Yeah, they're like, that's the house they're like it's yeah. like fucking. You know, we actually got a citation because I parked my fucking Range Rover on the farm lawn because it's easier for me and my husband. We always have different schedules. It's just mm -hmm. easier to not jockey the cars around and not right. give a fuck on my right. trash. I'll right. put my car on the front lawn. Right. And <laughs> they gave you a citation. <laughs> yeah. Well, the guy across the street yelled. Yeah. Uh, fucking argued. You know, said this can't be happening. Right. I can't be looking I, I, at this. I got a site, not a citation. I, I guess it was a warning from the town. It was of, a notice of violation. That's probably it. Wasn't you didn't have to pay nothing? Right? I didn't have to pay anything. I just had to say I moved the car, and she said, "All right, I'm going to stop by and take a picture." That's from it. I had. And I can't do it. Anymore. Similar on my mailbox when I came home about probably about five or six years ago. I came home, okay. and I had the same thing on my mailbox, and it was saying that my people were complaining that my grass was too long. And here I am, I'm a landscaper, and I'm cutting everybody else's grass. Right, right. I don't have time. I get home. Well, I get home late. I get home. Yeah. By the time I get home, I have a few beers and stuff. Yeah. 8.30, 9 o'clock every night. So I'd cut my grass. I, you know, this time it went too far. It was like, you know, it was like pretty freaking tall. <laughs> um, but I was also letting it grow out because I had some new fertilizer in it, and I, was, I wanted it to grow out. <laughs> it I was an experimental thing. Right. So the town of, town of Oyster Bay left a citation on my mailbox yeah. that I was going to get fined. And I said, you know, I, I called them up and I, I, I told, I said, listen, I, I don't have time to cut my lawn. I'm going to cut it on Sunday. She's like, well, I'll cut it right away. If you don't have a cut, I think they gave me like a 10 days or something like that. If it's not cut within 10 days, you're going to get fined, blah, blah, blah. So that night after work, I came home. I laid down for a while. Three o'clock in the morning, I got up and I cut my grass. 3 a.m. That's so what Way my husband would do. I see all the lights going on, neighbor's lights going on, neighbor's lights, the cops came. I showed them the citation, told them the phone call I had, I told my work, and the neighbors are busting my ass. And not only did I cut my grass, I took the weed blower out there, the weed whack. We got a full service. I, I yeah, like, we're cleaning the yard yeah, up nice. Yeah. You want a nice yard? Here we go. Well, the cops the cops came twice. The first time they left, said to stop it. The second time they came back, said, listen, <laughs> you're going to get either disturbing really, the peace. Really, you got to stop dist it well, disturbing the peace. Or a citation for your grass. He's like, you pick one. He's like, I, I can't, you know, I told you to knock it off. And so uh, I stopped. Yes. Yeah, I, don't but mess, the, I don't mess with the police, you know. But, I mean, the, but the lawn was fine at that point, right? Yeah, I already cut the grass. I was, I was yeah. blowing out my, uh, he came back. I was, I was blowing out my, um, my gutters. I was on the roof, blowing out my gutters. He spit it, hit me with a spotlight, you know. <laughs> He's talking on the PA. He's like, get down from there. Um, but all my neighbors like, were outside. What? They want yeah. me to do this. Yeah. I have a video of it. I think my neighbors were outside yelling and stuff. Man, they were they were dogs barking. It was nuts. Well, that was the thing. What what my husband said. He's like, well, we'll just park. He's like, we'll just park my truck at the end of our driveway because right. then they'll it'll be really obnoxious for them to get out of their driveway. Right. Like if you're going to inconvenience our lives, right. we're just going to inconvenience right. yours. We should, as I mean, as neighbors, <laughs> like, like let's just be petty. We should all get along together. The you know people on the sides of me are great. The, everybody else is great. Yeah, it's just that one people. Because the thing is, if you see somebody breaking into the house now, <laughs> right. I'm not calling them. You turn, I might not see put nothing. Your blinds, yeah, put your blinds down. Right. 
I think neighbors should all get along. I mean, I actually got a lot. Those people that actually started the whole thing, I found out who they were. They moved. They, they got divorced. They were idiots, man. Yeah, they, they fucking... Because yeah. it, was, it was the mom. The mom. It was the, I don't think the guy gave two craps. I think the wife was just home all day, right, looking out her do. window. Yeah, yeah. They call the them, Car- I think they call them Karens now. They call them Karens. Yeah, exactly. See what he's doing now? She knew more about what I do than what I, what I knew about myself, man. You know? I, I, I'm like, how'd you know? Like, she told me. I'm like, oh, man. So, and she accused me of stealing garbage can lids. Okay, it was a very... Well, is that true, Joey? No. There was a very windy afternoon, very windy. And uh, everybody put their garbage cans out. And I went out and people put their, their, number, their house number on the garbage can. Okay, and they put the house number on the top, some people. So I was probably about five houses away. I stopped and I took the garbage can lids and I threw them in my trunk. In my trunk because they're garbage can lids. I'm not going to put them on my passenger seat, my back seat. I put them in the fucking trunk. So when I closed the trunk, it was like, oh, whoa, those are my lids. What are you doing? You know, I'm like, I'm I'm bringing them back to your house. I'm going to back up six houses. Why are they in your trunk? You know? Why would you put someone? Because I work smart, not hard. You fucking. My, my wife sits in the passenger seat. My kids sit in the back. They're in the trunk because I'm not putting dirty garbage cans. <laughs> to this day, they accuse me of stealing the garbage cans. You know what they did now? They they took bungee cords and they tie it to the handle. And they put a hole through it, and and they put that. And now it's like. And it says S for schmuck on yeah. it. Yeah. So. That's what I deal with in my neighborhood. Like, yeah, I'm always getting accused so, of stealing shit. It's always something. Yeah. It's always something. Yeah, I steal garbage when you put it out on the street on right. garbage night. Right. I don't fucking steal from you. Yep. That's crazy, man. <laughs> if, when it's on fucking garbage night, it's my fucking turf. I have to deal with some morons. I think that's every town. I think everybody's got neighbors that are good and bad. I, uh, Everywhere. Now, now like, I mean, the neighbors to my left and neighbors to my right are awesome. Got a house behind me so far. They're pretty good. Uh, the, the people that were the biggest pain in the neck got divorced and I didn't, the house, I didn't sell, they didn't sell the house. The house is black. They must be with their, their new, whatever, you know, fuck the house, whatever, you know? And then the house to the left of them, uh, never hear a peep out of them at all. Um, I, I told my, Hey, listen, I have a party Saturday night. Uh, I, don't, I won't put my hearing aid in. I don't give a shit. You know, <laughs> have fun. But the thing, the thing about that, which is nice, is then they won't call the cops on you or anything. At least yeah, if now, you invite everybody, yeah. it's like you know, all right, yeah. cool. Don't yeah. call. We all get along now. You know, I think everybody needs to know who everybody was. Yeah. And you know, now they know I'm harmless. Right. Right. You know, right, and right. Uh, they actually come to some of my shows at Governors. They were coming. Oh, were, yeah, they were coming down to my shows at Governors. It was nice because. Some of the comedy I was doing on stage was about the people across. They all knew who it was. Yeah, yeah. The Karen of the block, you know. Um, so I get an extra loud laugh because I knew what it was. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so most of my stand-up that, I, that I've written is all true. Most of it is true. Yeah. It's true stories. Yeah, because that's what life is. Yeah. Life is funny. Yep. People are funny. Yep, and uh, yeah. I really thank you for coming, Joey. Thank you for having me. I really do. Thank you. Um, I don't know if you're available, but on Halloween I'm having. Uh, I have to do a block party. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I would love. I'd love have to. Come. Oh, yeah, man. I'm gonna have you on in the next show that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you so much again for coming. Um, thank also, you for having me. Also, guys, on uh, 10:24, which is um, a Saturday as well, there's a show in Islip. Uh, you can go to the show or you can virtually log in for $5 um, to watch the show. So go to my page for all that good stuff. I'm going to put Joey's page up as well so you can find him. 
Uh, thanks again, Joey. Thanks we for having me. Having I had a great you. time. Hope you know, everybody we had to go over the hour because I just had so much fun. Yeah. And, you know, I knew I know everyone was laughing at the stories. Oh, I, I hope so, man. Was. I mean, those were all true stories. I, yeah, I could probably make chop, it, make them shorter. You know? But you can't make this shit up. Yeah, yeah. All right, we love you guys. Keep Thank coming you. back. Have, Have a good, good weekend, guys.